Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. Today, we are talking about something that I love, time management and productivity. We are talking specifically today all about how to stop losing time. You know where we lose time to things like, you know, Instagram scrolling and all the distractions that come up and we get through a whole day and we wonder where the heck all our time went. We didn't really feel like we got anything done. That's what we are addressing on the podcast today. And I'm so excited to have you back. This week is such an interesting week for me because it is not only my 32nd birthday this week, but it is also the week that my baby turns one. I can't get over how fast a year goes and it has been such an amazing process really you know, watching another human develop. It is so fascinating watching how the brain develops and that the skills are usually learned in a pretty sequential order and how we start viewing the world and the skills. It's so cool. It has been one of the most um, amazing years. It has flown by, but at the same time has, has been my best year hands down. And I am just so excited for all the fun stuff to come. It just seems to keep getting better and better. But Let's get into talking about what we're talking today, and that's all about how to stop losing time. And this is a a topic that's really, you know, important to me because I used to, and I still do, I mean, I make to-do lists, and I'm very conscious of keeping track of my time and where it's going, and I'm one of those people, like, I'm super type A. I really like to get stuff checked off of my to-do list. I like to have lists, and I like to cross them off. Like, I don't know if you're like that, too. Most of the clients I work with are like that. I think that's just the type of people that are drawn into self-improvement and coaching, But, you know, with all of my lists and my checking off and stuff like that, I found that a lot of the time I was really just doing like busy work. And I describe busy work as like the surface work that doesn't actually move the needle forward. It doesn't make you healthier. It doesn't grow your business. It's just kind of like the background work, right? And I'd be spending all my days, especially my work days, you know, doing stuff. But those top items wouldn't get done because I'd either be putting them off or I things would take longer than I thought they would. And I just felt disorganized, even though I was organized, if that makes any sense. Like I had the list of stuff I need to do, but it just it wasn't getting through it at the rate that I expected I was able to. For example, like if I had a list of stuff, like for example, maybe I had to prepare for client calls that day, I had to make a post to Instagram, I had to write an email newsletter, and I needed to send a pitch out to a podcast that I really wanted to be a guest on. So I'd have that for like my list for the day, and I'd give myself, you know, an hour and a half to work on my business, and I'd spend that time, and at the end of it, like I'd look at my list, and I'd still have to write the newsletter and pitch the podcast. Like all I got done was I prepped for my client calls and post to Instagram, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, where the heck did the time go? How did I not get this all done in an hour and a half? This seems completely reasonable, and. I look at the list and I'm like, where is my time going? And the things I had left over that I needed to get done were the things that were supposed to move me forward. And then like, how the heck did I lose an hour and a half on Instagram? So the podcast today is about the solution to that. It's about finding how we can hack our workday because as entrepreneurs, our job is to be the most effective with our time so that we can close down the computer at the end of the day, turn off and enjoy time with our family. So we need to be productive. So let's start by hacking our workday and stop letting all of the time 
that we have during our day slip through the cracks. So one of the first things that I learned was that I was actually using Parkinson's law to my disadvantage. So if you've never heard of Parkinson's law before, it's that work expands to fill the time you give it to be finished. So say, for example, you need to get down a series of email newsletters, or maybe you need to write copy for a post or something like that, and you're working in your business, and say you give yourself two hours you're likely to take that entire two hours to get that done. So what I found I was doing was I was giving myself unspecified amounts of time to get things done because I don't know how long the task actually took me because I'd never figured that out. So, you know, if I was going to make a post on social media, I was just making that post instead of giving myself 15 minutes to get it done, 30 minutes to get it done. So what I was doing was I was just kind of allowing these non-essential tasks to expand and fill so much of my workday. Like I'd estimate it would maybe take 15 minutes and then it would take up 30. Or there'd be something that like I thought would take an hour, but it only took 45 minutes and I'd end up wasting the extra 15 minutes instead of moving on to another task. And I needed a better way of accounting for the tasks that I had to do. Now, this Parkinson's law doesn't have to be just for your business. I mean, I use it with chores. If you give yourself 30 minutes to vacuum, it'll take you 30 minutes to vacuum, I promise. I use it with my workouts. And it's also, you know, once I've started using this and setting time boundaries for myself, it created a lot of change in other areas of my life. Like, it's why I'm never late. It's because now I know exactly how long things take because I have gone through this process of evaluating how I use my time and where I'm actually losing it. So there's two ways we can actually look at your day productivity. And what I'm talking about is, so say you sit down at your desk for a two or three hour block of sustained focused work. When we're looking at where in that block we're losing time, I always find that there are two main ways that we lose it. There is number one, the physical, the actual way we are spending our time. And number two is the physical or mental energy you are losing while you are doing work. So what I mean by this is like, are, is your ability to focus fading out or are you not able to concentrate as much? And that's where you're losing productivity. I'm going to cover that topic on another episode. And today we're going to talk about where you're physically losing time by either getting distracted or, you know, wasting twice the amount of time that you actually need to spend on something just because you haven't given yourself an allotted time limit. When I give my clients the task to keep track of their time for a designated number of days, so say like, I want you to time track everything you do in a day for three days, I usually get one of two reactions. Uh, the first reaction is they're fine with it. They're like, yeah, no problem. Let's go to work. Exactly. What's the format you want? And it's just a no drama experience. But then there's also this second reaction that I get from some people and their brains freak out at having to be accountable for their time. So if I asked you to do this right now, to write down exactly what you do in 15 minute increments for the next three days, would you be like, sure? Or would your brain have a problem with it? Because here's the thing, if your brain freaks out, nothing has gone wrong, this is totally normal. What has possibly happened is that your brain has realized that it has to be accountable for all of the indulgent time wasting that you didn't plan to do. And what this is called is buffering. Buffering is essentially a concept that was created by one of my mentors, Brooke Castillo, and it's the act of 
taking part in something to get out of feeling a negative emotion. And I find that this is a very common way that entrepreneurs lose time and productivity. It's like when they're doing a task and they start feeling a little overwhelmed or distracted or confused or, you know, they don't really want to be doing this. There's something that might be more fun. And these feelings become really negative and it feels like it's stopping you from working. So what we do to get out of that is we buffer with activities like we scroll on Instagram or we procrastinate or maybe we get up and go get a snack from the fridge or something like that. It's when we get into this phase of I don't want to, this is where we are losing our time. It's when an emotion usually comes up that we don't enjoy and we take part in an activity to get out of that instead of just being okay with feeling uncomfortable in the moment and powering through it. So just know that it's totally natural that sometimes if I ask your brain what it does all day, that it might give you some pushback just because it needs to take accountability for all of the busy work that kept you busy all day, like email clearing and switching to bookkeeping and social scrolling and all of those things that just didn't contribute to your time. And this is totally normal. Nothing has gone wrong. When you bump up against these resistance feelings, you know, like if I say, hey, let's log your time and your brain goes, I don't want to do that. When you bump up against things like that, it usually means you've stumbled onto an area that is you have the capability to grow. It is something that is presenting as an opportunity to expand your awareness and grow. And it is a beautiful thing. So the other thing that comes up sometimes when I talk about, you know, specifically scheduling or accountability for your time is about the way our brains like to think about the rigidity of a schedule. Um, I did an interview recently for the Hustle with Intention podcast with Heather Lynn Barb. And on the podcast, when I was being interviewed, she asked me, well, like, what would you recommend for a schedule or for time tracking for someone who just loves that feeling of being in flow and time freedom and creation and just kind of like that idea of being more spontaneous? Like, how can you organize your time if you're a person that doesn't love that? And another thing your brain might also rebel back against is the idea that maybe you feel like you aren't a scheduling person, that you just kind of like to wing it and that you don't like being confined to a strict way of how your day should go and that you can't be free and have fun and enjoy the flexibility that your business creates for you. And this is something I talk with my clients about specifically. It's that concept of how they feel sometimes that planning things might make their life too controlled. But here's the challenge I always like to ask you. If the way that you are currently organizing your business and the way you are currently working isn't in service of your growth, isn't moving you forward and you feel like you're not spending your time as effectively as I, as you could, I would question if what you're doing and this kind of like flow and ease, if it's actually working for you. Because the whole idea that a schedule creates rigidity, that is a thought that is completely optional, right? Like just because you have a plan in place for how your day should go or structure for your day, it doesn't mean it's rigid. So I'm going to give you an example of how I like to think um, that I find is actually very freeing for me. I like to think that structuring my day actually allows me for freedom. Instead of it being restrictive and rigid, it gives me freedom to plan my day ahead of time. If you're struggling to make sense of how a schedule could actually create freedom, think about this. 
If I plan my working hours effectively, meaning I plan for what I'm going to get done in what amount of time, what amount of time gets allotted to clients, to creative work, to emails, to all of the parts that create my business, then I am able to be highly productive and effective with my time. What this means is that I'm not, you know, always behind on my work. I'm not having to work into family time because I want to be able to shut down my computer at the end of the day, turn off my working brain and spend time with my daughter and my husband and my family. I mean, this is why I created a business in the first place is so that I could have freedom around my time and that I could be able to actually enjoy the people in my life that I love spending time with. But if you feel that you're constantly having to think about work or you can't disengage, it's because there was no structure in there. So this structure allows me to focus on work during work time and then shut off and go to family and relaxation and just feeling good time during that time. And this this intentional planning of my downtime and my family time gives me freedom because I know that I don't have to worry about work during that time because I've used the time I've spent during my day so effectively. So here is your task for the day. I want you to look into your schedule and to your workday and I want you to find where you are losing time. So the activity is going to be for three days and I usually recommend doing it for two workdays and one weekend day, I want you to be accountable for your time in 15 minute chunks from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep. Now there's no wrong way to do this. You can do it on a handwritten notepad, you can make a spreadsheet, you can do it in a piece of paper or on a notepad on your phone. There's no wrong way to do it, but part of it is just committing to doing this so that you can gain back the time that you may not even be aware that you're losing. So before you start logging your time and being aware of where it's going, there are four top mistakes that I see over and over again that I want to direct your attention to so that you can be aware and watch for them in the process so that you don't make these mistakes too. So mistake number one is being way too generic. So an example like this is if you woke up at 7 a.m., you write like 7 a.m. wake up and then the next activity is 10 a.m. gym. This provides absolutely no information. I don't know what happened from 7 a.m. to 10. Did you spend the whole time on Instagram? Did you work on your business? So you're not just looking for the big key things. You're looking at like, how did I spend this 15 minutes? Was I brushing my teeth and getting ready? Was I enjoying coffee? Like you're really trying to see the specifics of your day. So it is better to err on the side of being too specific rather than too generic. Mistake number two is only tracking work days. And I mean, if if your work productivity and your time there is all you want to improve, I mean, that's fine not to track that. But for me, I wanted to know where I was wasting family time too, because when I actually did this for myself, I found that there was a decent amount of time that I was like watching a movie with my family, but also on my phone. And I found that I wasn't able to actually enjoy that time because I was distracted with stuff that just wasn't quality time spent in my opinion. So it really helped me to see where... I was losing that present time with family. So I like to do it just around the clock morning you wake from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. 
Uh, mistake number three will be forgetting to actually log what's going on. It is so easy if you're not conscious to, you know, start your day time logging and then go, oh shoot, it's been eight hours. I don't really know what's going on. So set a, an alarm clock on your phone every one to two hours to update it. Because if you wait until the end of the day, you'll forget all the details and you'll only have approximate ideas and times. You're like, well, I think I did emails from this time to this time. And I think I took a lunch at this time, but you actually have no idea how accurate that is. So set an alarm on your phone to help remind you to keep re-engaging with this task and commit to getting it done. The last mistake is to be specific. And I know I mentioned this, but if you want to know how to be accountable to the amount of time you set for your tasks, you need to be specific. And where this is going to come in handy is if you are planning out your day ahead of time and you need to know how much time it takes to write an email, make a social post, coach a client, and all of that stuff, you need to know exactly where your time is going. So be specific on what takes your work time. So instead of just writing like 10 to 12, I worked, maybe take a bit more of an approach where you break it down. So, you know, maybe 10 to 10.30, you did task A and 10.30 to 11.15, you did task B. And what this will let you see is, oh, well, whenever I, you know, I'm responding to client emails, it takes me 45 minutes. So, you know, to start allotting for that much time in the future, because if we go back to Parkinson's law, what we talked about at the beginning of the show Tasks will always take as long as you give them. So if you've always been giving yourself an hour and a half to do client emails, you'll take that. But if you find that, oh, I only took 45 minutes. Now you know how to adjust your planning and scheduling. And this is where you get into the nitty gritty of really being able to maximize your time. So beyond that, when you have your two to three days of time detailed, logged, and ready for analysis, the first thing you're going to do is Take a highlighter and highlight any time that was unintentionally spent. And this is going to be different for everyone, but it's about pointing out to your brain all of the time that you spent in a way that you would rather be doing something else. So like, for example, I'm not against Instagram scrolling, but only if it's not at the cost of something you'd rather be doing, like family time or productive work. So if I'm finding that it's just social scrolling in the middle of a work block or during family time, that's a big red flag to me. and something I really like to draw my attention to. And the whole point of this is to bring awareness to how you're spending your time and figuring out all the ways you are losing your time during the day. So another example would be like, if you're constantly not following your nighttime routine and you're getting to bed an hour later than you planned, like if you want to be in bed at nine and you're constantly getting in bed at 10, this is a wonderful way to figure out where your time is going. So you get to look at things like, what is causing me to go to bed late every night? What is causing me to not get my work projects done? What is causing me to miss out on being present with my family time and taking a moment to go through. And I know for me, like, like, and I have said this, but really mine is that mindless Instagram scrolling. It's where it contributes nothing to your life, but just feels like that, that distraction, that buffering distraction, right? And I mean, some people do it with TV. Some people find themselves in forums or on email. And the point is not that any of these activities you shouldn't do or are bad. It's just, we need to pay attention if it wasn't what you intended to do with that time and you want to be more productive, it needs to go. This is just your process of identifying which things are holding you back. 
So this is the process that I go through myself and I take my clients through when we're trying to figure out what the heck is happening to our time and where are we losing time throughout our day. So I highly recommend that if you find that this sounds like you or you are in this boat, start with doing a time log. It will change the way you look at your time. And even even if you don't do anything with the time logs after, just having to be accountable for your time during the day, the act of actually logging it makes such a difference on how you spend your time during the day. So I hope that has been really helpful for you. If this is something that you've tried, let me know how it went. Don't forget, you can find me on Instagram. Come say hi. I'm at Danessa Shears. Share with me what you've been learning and what you've been implementing. And if this podcast has really helped you with your energy or your focus or your sleep, please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. It really helps me get feedback on if you're enjoying the show, what you're learning, and it really helps to share this podcast with other listeners just like you who are focused on growing their business by implementing science, biohacking, planning, productivity, and all of that fun stuff we talk about all the time. So if you could take a minute to do that, I would be actually very grateful and it means a lot to me. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we will talk next time. Bye. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tanessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.